Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of the APDC is brought to you by The Transformers Reanimated. Based on the original cartoon series, The Transformers Reanimated bridges the gap between the end of the seminal second season and the 1986 movie that defined the childhood of millions of us. So, some people even made whole podcasts about it. Authors Yoshi and Greg are releasing each issue of their comic series, along with the cover art by today's top Transformers artists, free of charge for your reading and nostalgia pleasure. Don't have the time nor inclination to read? We've got you covered, because you can download the audio read-throughs of each issue. Aaron, Caleb, Mike Seibert, and I recorded the Christmas Carol episode, issue 5, with Greg and Yoshi, and I'll tell you, that speak and spell character at the end is a real delight. Check out their first five issues now, with many more to come, by visiting TransformersReanimated.com. That's TransformersReanimated.com. One more time, that's TransformersReanimated.com. Now, on with the show. I'm assuming this is going to get crazy. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, me too. That's all right. I can take these off. <laughs> this is a slow burner. You know what oh, they call that? Some creepy shit. It's boring. Welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your bi-weekly podcast that delivers an episode-by-episode breakdown of the original G1 series. This is our episode 117, and we're covering episode 13 of the Transformers G1 series today. And that episode is called The Ultimate Doom Part 3. And I'm your host, Aaron. And, and guys, it's the holidays. It's been a rough week. I don't have an intro. Let's take it back to the old school times where I didn't put in the effort to do something nostalgic and creative up front here. And just uh, why don't you tell everybody your names? But to keep it exciting, please introduce yourself with the very best impression of whatever Transformer you can imitate. <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> Hi, my name's Ryan. <laughs> Wow, Daddy O! <laughs> Caleb say oh, I'm ready to play. Okay. Very well done. Very good. <laughs> good job. Ca- good job, Caleb, for sure. Oh <laughs> That was your worst version of jazz I've ever well, heard. Well you sprung it on me. I wasn't ready. You know what you are? It's a big piece of shit. <laughs> oh man well luckily we had a, a jam-packed episode last time with all kinds of fun hijinks 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 and stuff this is off to a rocking start <laughs> we had but no we we had a lot of uh of fun stuff to talk about because we had just done transformers reanimated which uh the listener no doubt heard from our uh, promotional activity at the top of the episode, as well as uh, the fun Christmas gifts. Uh, I relayed my Home Alone story, so we're kind of just getting right yeah. to it this Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're recording at 11 p.m., well, so... The, the <laughs> preface true. that we started eight hours ago... Oh, God, this is a full-time You're, No, day. six and a half, 11 to seven, six and a half hours ago. 
We started at 4.30. Okay. Six and a half. Okay. <laughs> Still a long time. Yeah. The point is, it's been a long day. We kicked We're, off the day recording with uh, Mike Seibert and Yoshi from Transmissions and Greg from Unfunny Nerd Tangent doing their um, their Christmas episode. To be of clear, Mike Seibert is from Mike Seibert Radio and Yoshi is from Transmissions. They're not on the show together. Oh, <laughs> thanks for clearing that up. And Greg from Unfunny Nerd yep. Tangent. I'm pretty sure I got that one yep. right. Oh, you did? Yeah. Anyway, we recorded that. That was about a two and a half hour session. Then we recorded episode 116 of our own podcast. That was a two hour session. We're on we're on fumes and we've been drinking the whole time. <laughs> so buckle up. Just everyone. to put that in we're just front loading the expectation of how well this yeah. episode's gonna go. We're we're really good. And, and this is a perfect transition to uh, a reminder for those of us who love our show so much. <laughs> Because of the high quality content that we put out so consistently. Hey, Patreon, fun, exclusive, art, commission, booty, gossip, access, buttons, Shh. excitement, personal, posters, <laughs> gratitude. Thank you. Patreon.com slash apoddcast. Perfect. It's just a list of buzzwords. <laughs> I love it. Ryan, what are we drinking this week? All right, sir. Yeah, this is, uh, I guess technically this is maybe our New Year's Eve episode, (laughs) Um, but I made a a kind of a holiday drink here. We have an ancient Cybertronian wassail bowl. Wassail bowl? It says bowl. (laughs) Okay. You know, you don't have to stick to the convention of the original name that closely if you don't want to. It's a little fucking late to tell me that now, Aaron. (laughs) Uh, it's just basically the name of it is the ancient wassail bowl from an ancient Elizabethan formula circa 1602 and truly notable for its exceeding mildness. In Saxon times... 1602. 1602, I can't believe, baby. I don't think they discovered flavor yet. Mostly salt. <laughs> That's it. Um, this, uh, in Saxon times, this was customary of the wassail bowl at feast days was an important ceremony, and later it became an accepted custom at Christmas Eve when minstrels or choirs or village singers went about singing carols and when there was a candle lit in the window. This is also a lot of times in feudal castles and manor houses. So the recipe is one half grated nutmeg or two, ta- two teaspoons powdered, powdered or grated ginger, one teaspoon, six whole cloves, one inch of cinnamon stick, one cup of sugar, six egg yolks, and three egg whites, six apples cored but not paired, one quarter teaspoon of mace, and a cup of water, and then two quarts of sherry or Madeira wine. What is mace? It's a spice. It's a, it's in the family of like nutmeg and like cloves and like okay. that, that kind so of all feels, spice kind it of It feels wintry. Yeah. Okay, take all these spices and cover them with cold water. Fetch to a bowl, adding wine and sugar. Let it heat up, and meanwhile, uh, in the, pro- the wassail bowl, break in six yolks and three egg whites. Beat up. When the wine is warm, not boiling, mix in a teacup full with the egg. Basically, you're just, you know, mixing it in with the egg slowly so that you don't turn it into scrambled eggs, and then you pour it in there, and then you fill the cored apples with sugar, sprinkle a little of the spice, and roast until nearly done. I just roasted them in the oven with some brown sugar, basically. There is an apple at the bottom of your glass if we ever if you get down to it um oh i'm gonna get down to it. time these uh, throw the throw those in the bowl and then serve the whole thing very hot some stout hearts add a tumbler full of good cognac brown brandy to the hole and we after tasting the business heartily agree with them some what some stout hearts 
Oh, okay. okay. What do you think I said? I don't know. I heard stout hots. Some stout hots. Hey, <laughs> I'm from Long Island. This is here we go. Oh, oh, we didn't dink it. Cheers. So they discovered cinnamon apparently in the 1600s. <laughs> <laughs> my cinnamon stick fell into my beverage. That's all right. That was just for like just for the picture. <laughs> okay, this is a warm beverage. Caleb's already tried it's, it. Before I sip it, Caleb, it's, give it's me really your... good. Yeah, like yeah, I, this could. This could make. Ooh. I'd like to drink mm. this. This is just perfect for a cold oh. night. This is just. This is basically like a delicious hard, hot cider. Yeah, it kind of is very cre- creamy because mm-hmm. of the eggs and like buttery. Mm-hmm. And um, Ooh. I'm gonna probably go to sleep now in about three minutes. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've had this in the nice. slow cooker outside while we. When I put this together when we started recording at 4:30 this, this afternoon. Is really, really good. T H I C C. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is good. Woo. I recommend this if you have the time and inclination. This has got to be a 700-calorie cocktail. Uh, the only thing that's really... F- I mean, there's nothing really fattening in it. But it's, it's sweet. It's not... There's sugar. It's not, like, crazy sweet, but it's sweet. There's a sugar. The only thing that makes it creamy is, like, the eggs. So. Oh, God, that's good. Eggs have calories. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's... Yeah. yeah the, yes, so you're I'm correct. Not, I'm not worrying about calories right it's now. It's like an, you're basically eating an egg and a half. Well, actually, no, because we still have like probably enough for another glass of this. So each and the egg is just—it's not cooked, but or it is cooked, but it, how does it? It's stay coddled smooth? mainly. Well, basically, because whenever like in, to make it not you know cook or into scrambled eggs, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the way I can't remember. If there's a term for it, um, but like you t- you have the eggs in a bowl and then you put it like a little bit of the hot liquid, like in a there. hollandaise. You, yeah, yes, exactly. And then you you well, not exactly because it's not over a double boiler, but then. Uh, God, I wish I could remember the term, but then you, you mix that up and you add a little more of the hot liquid. You mix that up until the eggs are like the, almost the same temperature of the beverage, but they haven't been like they haven't been hard cooked. So okay. then you pour it in there and then, so they stay like a liquid te- te- texture. OK, well, mission accomplished. I mean, this this is yeah, you. smooth. Good. Holy shit. This might there's be. A, there's enough for more. There's enough. There's uh, enough for some more. At least uh, at least a uh, mm. half of another glass for each of we us. We can't so. let that go to waste. It's still, I put it on the kept, keep warm setting. Excellent. So. This might be my favorite drink that you've put out here. It is unique. I've never had anything like it. Right. It is very unique and well executed. Thank you. I could see how you could fuck this up, and you did not. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Smooth. I, I feel like if I had a cold, this would cure it. It's also very alcoholic. <laughs> like, yeah. Good. tastes great. It is filling also. It, is. <laughs> it tastes great. More filling. I like the glass. It's just a sol- Ryan's serving them in a solid aluminum cylinder that's yep. been like milled. I think these glasses are intended f- to keep drinks cold, but they have the, the same principle works. added benefit of keeping it, keeping it hot as well. Okay, let's go in we've got a shout out fellas oh shit yeah last week you'll recall i provided an international shout out mm-hmm. that uh, robinus prime of course gave us this is another international shout out okay From this is what i missed oh this, no this one goes way back. i didn't i didn't do this one did I? <laughs> no no you didn't this one goes way back to the season of spring of this year a five-star itunes review out of australia we Suck Australia's dick so hard because they seem to love us. We yeah. need to pick. We need to pick another country and suck you know, its dick. Instead for a of going while. to TF Nation, we should go to a TF con, like a, some kind of TF conference the, in fucking the, Australia. I don't think they've had one. We could TF, start TF one. Nation. TF Oof. Nation. What would they call it, Ryan? Trans. Trans. <laughs> You're doing <laughs> Kennedy. Yeah, I did do Massachusetts. <laughs> I don't know why. We are 
three failed voice actors. Look oh, Austral Austral bots. We're we're a Google search away. There, there's a. I do know that on uh, there there was there is an Australian Transformers group that we've dealt with in the past a little. Bit. <laughs> dealt oh. with sounds like we smacked him down or something. Uh. <laughs> we had to show him what was up. Oh look, Planet Sabertron. This is a tripod website, so that's dubious. Ozformers. Yeah, I've seen them. Sabretron. Pronounced S A B R E. 2004 seems to be in the last <laughs> bit of activity oh, so for is... the Toy Fair Australia 2019. That's a Hasbro thing. Let's do it. Is there not a Transformers? Australian Transformers convention. Ozformers. Yeah. Th- yeah. I'm sorry. What is up with that? Greg, Michael. Yeah, Greg. Give Michael. us the give us the lowdown right. on what's happening. Do we need to is this a is this a business opportunity? Yeah. We could sit, we could corner the market. Australia has a lot of big cities. Yes. Well, it's like tier three. ones, three tier ones in a small. In a you've got Perth, you got Melbourne, you got Sydney. Sydney. Name one other one. Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> Is that real? I think so. <laughs> we just that was on the the Canberra was on the. Uh, that the was thing months that we ago. Did. You got you got you got Alice Springs. The Australians will think that's funny. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that this could be a business opportunity for us to get together and make it happen. Beans believing. How much money do you think TFCon makes? I got to imagine the profit margin is slim. You think? I don't know about that. I think they probably make pretty good bank. You think so? Yes. Mm, I don't know how. Um, I don't know how that works. But uh, them they as do in the pay owners, the 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 organizers, the Colin. Who we work? I mean, technically, we work for free. Yeah. Well, yeah, not even technically, <laughs> and not even for free. We pay them. <laughs> How do we pay? Oh, but that's right. We need to get a free entry out of this. What's wrong? That's with what, us? what we talked about last time, where it's like you guys can come anytime you want. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> they pay like Flint Dilly and them, right? Yeah, I'm they, sure they, they pay Flint Dilly. Absolutely. I think I think every voice actor and I think everybody that's connected to the brand gets paid yeah. to be there on top of whatever they make signing autographs right. on their table. I wonder if they give them tables for free. I bet they don't have to pay for their tables. I doubt it. And is there a draw? I know right. it depends on like the but I've heard like from <laughs> um the show Comic Book Men and like the you know the the Tell Them Steve Dave podcast and on whenever Comic Book Men did go to Comic Cons um, and they're not a huge brand so it was probably different but like they had to make a certain amount and then they get paid or something it was it was right. weird right interesting our five star review from Australia yep. is is from none other than our friend G Tansley I don't know if he wants to sing his first name. That's Greg Tansley. From, His first from, name is pretty public. Yeah, I know. We've talked about him a million times, so I'm sure he's not really. It was our a guy, joke. Our guy, Greg. Yeah. I'm funny nerd tangent. So thank you, Greg. He says his headline is, It'll light your darkest hour. Uh. <laughs> you don't like it? I, I like, like it. it. I, I don't like it. the way you Your accent was choice. Never mind. It was perfect. Always fun, irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. That that is probably more true than, uh, than what he actually wrote. Always fun, irreverent, and sometimes downright absurd. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. 
For Transformers fans, by Transformers fans, this podcast details a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 86 animated movie while veering off on some hilarious tangents on the way. Aaron's always appreciated alliterative annotating. See what he did there? Mm -hmm. Ryan's ability to channel dead celebrities with the darkest and dirtiest of (laughs) sidetracks. And Caleb's outright disgust at being made to take part. (laughs) Really bring this podcast to the top of the proverbial planet of junk heap. But seriously, a fun show with likable hosts that is sure to entertain. Oh, that was nice. And we just totally (laughs) did not see it for almost a year. When I found it, I texted you guys and I said, have we ever talked about Greg's? (laughs) And I was very helpful. What did you say? I said, well, you could just ask him. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, because I I didn't know. I totally meant to ask him when we were recording today and I forgot. So if we've already said this, you got another bite at the apple. (laughs) Yeah. Another bite of the apple, but uh, if or we didn't... we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I searched. I have Windows Ten as many. Of oh us. shit! Brag. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, I did a search in my Autopod Decepticast folder for his name, and it didn't come up in any of my scripts. I think, but I've also accidentally saved over some scripts because I'll use the previous one as a template and then sometimes I'll fuck up. So uh, I'm just not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your review, Greg. Greg, we still like you. No no matter what, we just like you. We were commenting on how funny you you were on the recording today. Mm -hmm. He is a quick wit. Yes. So... If you if you like quick also wits. bird hater, <laughs> no no no, a sp- he's a plover hater and Ben chicken and Ben chicken hater. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's other birds out there that he doesn't really that rub him the wrong way. Yeah. You know, I we've never talked about this. I fucking hate seagulls. Why? Seagulls yeah, I don't get that. Are the worst fucking bird in? Is it's because when, whenever we went to Mexico in 1999, a seagull stole his sandwich. And he's never forgiven. <laughs> right the, the out seagull, of my fucking hand. We were out on the beach, yeah. like probably a ham sandwich. Nothing. It was Ryan and 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 Jason Wolf and mm-hmm. me. We were just out on the beach, and um, we were just having a little boys' vacation. <laughs> 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 and we made some sandwiches. We poured ourselves some wine. We were all gonna chill. And I was getting ready to take a bite out of it, and it literally swooped between my <laughs> mouth and my fingers and took the sandwich right out of my goddamn hand. It was and awesome. It, it flew about ten feet away from me, landed on the beach, started eating it, and then 900 other seagulls just descended <laughs> upon him, and they all just tore my sandwich apart like a wildebeest. They it was amazing. They, it's swoop, the, they swooped you like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> that was the very definition of oh, that. Oh, God, it was so awesome. Seagulls are not good. I oh. like them. I don't, I don't like Canada geese. I, we've talked about this. What's up with we, Canada geese? Well, they're nasty. They're nasty. Uh, That's why like, I like them. When I where I used to work, for some reason, our building at our warehouse was like a, a consolidation point for them, and they would they would uh, hang out on the roof. It was a flat roof. Mm-hmm. I know I've told this before, but they would run around up there fighting each other, and you could hear them like running around on the roof, and they would shit while they're up there. They sure. would shit in the parking lot. They would shit everywhere, but they shit a lot on the roof. And when a big rain would come, it would wash all of the. Sh- you would have like a tidal wave of goo- goose shit that would just wash over the edge of the building and all over the the, the parking lot below. <clears throat> they're, and they're mean. You'd go like you you'd go towards them, try to shoot them away, 
Yeah, they'd fucking <laughs> pull out switchblades and shit. They, they'd honk, like snap they'd honk, dancing at you. They'd honk at you and not move. Hmm. Like they would, they would block. They would get between you and your truck. Almost like they're just an animal. Yeah, but they animals still can be suck. dickheads. They still I suck. Disagree. Oh my god, they still suck. I just, I have no. There's no part of me that's like. I don't like this specific animal. Yeah. I don't understand that perspective. But yeah, that's but just you're me. nature boy. You had possums living in your house. I love you, animals. I open up your uh, your cutlery drawer and there'll be mice running around. Not in anymore. There. Not I anymore, never saw sure. mice in his cutlery drawer, but I did. This see, is a, you're describing a specific. I house. did see mouse turds in the cutlery drawer. Yeah. yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Greg, <laughs> thank you, thank you for putting that uh, support out there for us. And of course, you can listen to Greg on Unfunny Nerd Tangent and Transformers Reanimated. Last episode recap: Cybertron is in Earth's orbit. Natural disasters abound. Dinos stop a tidal wave. Sparkplug still hates Spike. The Autobots <laughs> head to Cybertron to save him. Sparkplug and Spike reunite on Cybertron. Sparkplug still hates him and sets off an alarm. But now, let's get into the ultimate doom. My favorite three. wrench! <laughs> Airing November 17th, 1980. Fucking four, guys. Let's get into it. Do it. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you psyched? Are you ready? Fuck yeah. Ozformers since 1996. <laughs> Ozformers, if you're out there, contact us. Hit us up. If you fly us out to Australia, we will do our shtick live. Yes. We've got a thing. Check us out. YouTube, Autopod Decepticast. <laughs> Let's just promote it all. Shit, yeah. After Victor Carolla. The way they catch this up, I'm sorry, Aaron. The way they catch this up makes it look like B falls into the lava in, in Mount St. Hillary. On the it. TF, looking at the TF Wiki page, they list several instances in both this episode and the part two of the dubious editing where they took. Uh, scenes, clips from the current episode that they were getting ready to show and mixed it in with pieces from the prior episode, I guess to make things look more exciting. Sure. I think what you saw was something that actually happens in this episode mixed in with B falling down. I think, or maybe it was no, two it things. was both no, it was from two last. From a, you're right. You're right. They just right. mashed them together yeah. to make it look like something happened. They didn't. But then also, yeah, there's. I read that too, and there's something where it's like something from episode three was put into the preview from episode two, and it's like it's just very weird. Yes, <clears throat> we open on Cybertron. That alarm that you'll recall that Sparkplug set off. It's mm -hmm. hot. Spike <laughs> is crying. Sparkplug pensively asks for forgiveness. Is is he still oh. in there? I don't understand. So, also, a Sparkplug asks for forgiveness here. Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, it was very weird. Like, he's never shown anything like that before. And then right. they run away, but since they know it's the hypno chip, why don't they just kidnap Sparkplug and take him with them? Yeah, they could have done that. So, don't think ahead. And B runs uh, face yeah. first and just right. shockwaves yeah. crotch. No, no time to debate that because they're going to go. And yeah, right into Shockwave, but Bumblebee's on the ground. Shockwave and Soundwave, some Seekers, 
uh, they're they're not seekers that we know. I think they're supposed to be Cybertronian seekers that have been left behind. They're slightly different color schemes and color arrangements than the ones that we know from. I didn't Earth. even notice that. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, yeah they one are. is more grayish blue, and the other is more of a pure blue than a thund- thundercracker. <laughs> also, also just from that previous thing, real quick, uh, I will say that with um, shockwaves like tits, I don't think he can even see Bumblebee. <laughs> he is Zoftig. He's got the, that boob shelf. <laughs> How come no Transformers had uh, what do you call it? Uh, muffin tops. Fupas? Fupas. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like sea spray's a little dumpy. <laughs> All right. So the Braun at this point, he, he single handed God damn, Braun has hands for everybody. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. He he knocks all the seekers out. Uh, right before popping Soundwave in the chest. And this fucking animation is so cool, where Braun spins around with the gun and shoots Soundwave. It's really mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm going to say that very through dynamic. this episode a lot. I love the animation in this one. Yeah. I love the angles are great. Yep. The action is great. And I just... It, it's so good. What I don't understand is that Toei... Toei... Toei, however that is pronounced, yep. is listed as the animation studio for all three of these episodes. But I do f- feel like it's distinct. Each one is distinct. Well, in we've its own had way. that conversation before where there's, there, there's probably different animation houses. Who they farmed them out farmed to. Them out to, And some of them farms are better than others. Right, but Toei is supposedly the one it was farmed out to. Unless they're farming, they, they could farm I it out that, themselves even or, further. Or, yeah, I think they might felt be... Like it. Um, Different different people within that studio are doing different parts, and straight up, some are just better than others. Probably some are under different time constraints, and right, you know. And you might just have different so, teams within so, the building. Some days are better than others. That's right. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Caleb takes just, a drink right after <laughs> seeing that. Somehow things just got really existentially dreadful. We all know that. <sighs> Okay, so everybody needs to go, but the the thing is, we we can't go because Spark Plug is blocking the exit. Okay. Shockwave is about to shoot Spike in the face, and he is saved by Braun, who uh, takes that shot in the chest. And thank God, basically, that he took Shockwave's first shot be- and not the second one, because the second shot <laughs> yes. melted a steel beam. In Braun's hands, which goes to prove what I've been saying for years, Shockwave was behind 9-11. Oh, he melted those steel beams. Follow the money. Qui bono. I will say Braun gets shot in the same place that he gets shot in the movie and dies. I think he's shot in the shoulder in the movies. I feel like this is that a more lethal. That was totally the shoulder. We're backing it up because my daddy taught me good. I think about that all the time. I. It looks like he hit him in the ribs. Indeterminate. I feel like maybe. <laughs> I feel like maybe my theory I was. I think it's indeterminate. It's my theory was that he gets shot in that place because I feel like he gets shot there a lot, and like maybe in the movie that's why he dies because that's now like a, such a deteriorating. Oh, they, part they made of- that connection. They were like, "This is where we're going." Of course shoot. not. These are my theories. We're gonna- <laughs> I think his, I mean, he's got a very bulky chest. Maybe his chest is just a strong place. He can take a hit in the chest, but the shoulder, maybe there's just a, maybe it was just a perfect random shot that just wouldn't kill a normal person, but they found this weird spot that went right through to his fucking spark. 
<laughs> what do you think of that theory? I love it. Okay. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. So everybody's blocked in, but they're saved when Skyfire and Wheeljack and Trailblaker. They, Trailblaker? They blow <laughs> they blow in a side door. In a very cool explosion. It the explosions in this episode oh, yeah. are Top fucking notch. amazing. They save the day. Skyfire goes full badass. For once, he kind of comes off as a weird, aloof peacenik through all the episodes he's been he's been in. But in this one, he's just like in this fucking one, machine gunning everybody. Yeah, he is everywhere and always down for it. Like I love Skyfire in this one. I'm like, yeah. is this why people like him? Because he's has a real personality in this, and yeah. he's fun, and he's like effective. His swagger is back. Yeah, it's great. So he's blowing everybody away. A lot of great drawings, as we said. And then at this point, <laughs> alert, alert, Soundwave touches his dick and makes the uh, report the Autobots are escaping. This is another in a long string of situations where Shockwave lets pe- everybody escape all the time. See how the quality on the line? See how it's kind of... It's I think they just threw a lot of... I think maybe it's, it's like they're like a part three. Let's put some budget into it. I don't know. But yeah, the, everything seems a little better. The shaking of the backgrounds to indicate and the laser blasts are cool, yeah. And just the the way it, it, it there's a lot of anime aspects, yes, to it. The di- like just the dynamic, the I way agree. people mm-hmm. show up out of nowhere all of a sudden and yeah. and are just there. The way Soundwave touches his dickhead to uh, alert the the team. That's a super anime. And just the design of Shockwave. He's oh, such a cool, absolutely like, such oh. a well and this designed he's, character. He's the best. This Skyfire transformation coming up where Shockwave then turns into a gun and, and shoots yeah. after him is so cool. Like yeah. I know I just say that all the time, but it's um, so like Absolutely. it's super fast and looks super like so good. This mm. is a very iconic scene. You have Shockwave, he he transforms into his gun mode, and it's it's a little nonsensical in that he fires and Shockwave mm. is standing or I'm sorry, Skyfire is standing right outside a doorway, a doorway that he can very clearly walk out of. And mm-hmm. what Shockwave says to him is... He turns into the gun, he fires, huge explosion, a very well-animated explosion, I might add. And Skyfire mm-hmm. is like, well, basically, I can now. Mm-hmm. And then, to Ryan's point, he really dynamic transformation turns into a jet mode and flies right out but he could have done that anyway sure he just maybe had to duck right and I, he could have gotten I, was, I was just under the assumption that they just forgot to illustrate the door being shut or something like that or just being make it maybe. being a wall maybe so <laughs> it's a it's a very cool iconic dynamic scene we transition to another scene on cybertron oh yeah we're right here at uh what 348 um, this background is the background I used for your character, Caleb, whenever I drew us as Transformers. On our, Ooh, on our website, on our wow. About Us section, we I, I drew us all as Transformers, and this is your background right oh, here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love my background. Me, you and uh, little, me, is that Kenny? Kenny? Me and my little K, yeah. You call him little K? <laughs> I did right there. <laughs> I'm going to make that a special. I'll call him Special K. Aw, Ketamine. Like ketamine, because... He's your drug of choice? Yeah. Aw, family is your drug. (laughs) I'm addicted to my family. Yeah. (laughs) Is that why you're always snorting on him? (laughs) (laughs) Just licking his fingers. What? 
<laughs> That's like, way weirder like, than what I said. Sure is. I don't know. They're both they're both pretty fucking weird guys. <laughs> I actually love how weird your fucking kids are. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love how weird Ryan and my godsons are. <laughs> Bro sells this part where uh, Starscream and Thundercracker are standing in front of this door and it explodes. The way they get thrown out is yeah. very funny to me. And I don't think that's Starscream and Thundercracker. I think those are other random oh, really? seekers. They get blasted out fast. Like, yeah, just... it's just very amusing. It made me laugh when yeah. I saw that. I It did not even occur to me those would be other seekers, so that's why I wrote it down as that. Yeah, yeah. The Autobots escape out of the hole that Ryan just mentioned being blown out of the Decepticon base. And, uh, you know, shit, fuck, ass, <laughs> cunt. The Autobots take fire <laughs> from several balls. Tourettes as they make their escape. Oh I love the Tetra Jets. So awesome to see yeah, them this again. Is a cool, that was a cool shot. Yeah, it's all cool. Like, again, like a lot of uh, the foregrounds, backgrounds, parallax, scrolling. Uh, yeah, it's all it's so good, good. These are great. This whole scene is is impressive. They are chased Very anime. By, like, look at that. Yeah, it's great. I even like the sketchy lines mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are are used on Wheeljack. <laughs> the the Tetra Jets. The, there's some stuff. generic ones. They're chasing the team here. Skyfire, however, keeps them occupied and and actually ends up downing them. At that point, some sort of auto car based drones give chase Cops. to the. <laughs> Autobots on the ground. Jetfire says he'll. I'll draw off their fire and rendezvous later. Good luck. And I'm like, what fire? Because it never shows them actually no, shooting at these guys. that's weird. Yeah. It only shows them chasing them as the rest of the crew sneaks its way to Wheeljack's lab. And uh, these ground-based Decepticons, that's a whole worthless thing. Skyfire is supposed to take care of them, but they basically drive in Wheeljack's lab, and that's the, yeah. the, and that's how they lose them. I think maybe there was some stuff that was cut, and because you see Skyfire say that, but it doesn't, nothing happens. I don't know. It's going to oh. take a miracle for Wheeljack to figure out how to help Spike's dad, but maybe Bumblebee has something that can help out. This laser disc a laser edition disc. of 1997 hit movie Donnie Brasco. I had a laser disc player. And you had Donnie Brasco. I had, I did. I had like, I loved. For those who don't know, a laserdisc is basically it. Um, it's a giant CD that had a movie on it, and it was a fa- basically a failed early DVD system. And um, the one I had, you had to flip the disc halfway through the yeah. movie because it was printed on both sides. Um, they were like forty bucks to like you eighty bucks have- a piece. You had you had Road Warrior. I had Road Warrior. Did I had you buy that? Uh, yeah. I had um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, I had Hudsucker Proxy, Batman Returns, Reservoir Dogs. Do you still have those? Nope. I'm pretty sure they got stolen from me. By what? <laughs> no, by allegedly. <laughs> you blame. Uh, allegedly. Now we're gonna have to bleep that out. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Yeah. He's a great guy. Mm, none of them are good. <laughs> I wonder if I could get some laser discs from like a pawn shop or something. What do you want with it? I don't know. <laughs> I just like to collect things. <laughs> I'm starting to hoard. <laughs> starting. Shut your stupid face. We need to start posting pictures of Ryan's basement no. on the Patreon. You haven't been down there. Maybe it's real organized. Maybe I don't have a pile of Amazon boxes. <laughs> Because you're going to do something with them sometime, right? Build I've done 
I do things. You don't know what I do. Build a fort down there out of them. That's what's gonna. Happen. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm gonna build new friends. You, <laughs> <laughs> you did pull that awesome bar that you had down there and put that upstairs. That's upstairs. Yeah. You snuck that up there while West was asleep, but yeah. now she yeah, likes yeah, yeah. it. Well, he's motivated by. I mean, that's a bar. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I'd walk a mile for a camel. You know, <laughs> a rhino lug a bar up this single-handedly, so you can drink upstairs. And he was doing. I know, but, <laughs> but the 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 idea of Ryan drinking at a bar in his own house to lug a, uh, bar that bar is cool. It is like straight yeah. out of Moonlighting. It's a very eighty. It is it's like onyx and mirrors is what it is. It's basically yeah. like black reflective surfaces and, and, and it's mirrors. round. It's pretty awesome. It's it's inspired <clears throat> by that era of eighties design that was inspired by art deco yes but it's flashy in that 80s black mirror kind of way like there should definitely <laughs> like be a scar- nagel like scarfet like the movie yeah scarface. yeah it's very scarface florida florida mm-hmm. yeah there should definitely be a nagel painting behind it and yes. like some glass blocks over to the right which i definitely i'm of, very into glass blocks and a pile of coke on the, on the <laughs> listeners if you want to send me coke i will i will accept it <laughs> american coca-cola no, it's the the Mexican one with the sugar in it, the sugar cane. Okay. What accent is that? <laughs> I, that was very nondescript uh, Latin. It Latino. sounded like Balky <laughs> from Meepos. <laughs> Cousin Larry. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> catchphrase <laughs> i've watched i started watching perfect strangers i think i can't remember if it's on hulu or prime uh it's a hold up uh, <laughs> it's not great <laughs> which one had the hotter girlfriend i don't think i even made it to the part well no no I they can't. started they were friends with the they girls. were they were friends with these girls they weren't they weren't boyfriend girlfriend i, I, I liked was a thing. i liked balky's counterpart i liked her better than I didn't get to the point where Larry. she even showed up. For those who don't know, Perfect Strangers was a really weird <laughs> show from the 80s where a, a character, a breakout character called Balky from uh, the, the fictional country of... Mepos. Mepos. He was a goat herder. He comes to America and lives with his cousin, Larry. In Chicago, I think. Is yes, that right? And right. I can't remember why. It, it was to America or Burst. <laughs> You remember a lot of this, actually. I, 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 I like the show. Yeah. And, and it has they, an amazing theme song. And they had, you know, both both of their girls are good to go. I'm not mad at either. I don't. I can't. I can't choose. Not that I have. <laughs> this the is right. a weird. Like you're know, like, yeah. How, how much for the women? <laughs> well, I just remember as a kid. I remember as a kid thinking they were he, they had attractive girlfriends. That's all. I'm yeah, thinking. they're on TV. <laughs> And not to pit them against each other, that which Pinterest, is what I did. Yep. That Pinterest says, perfect strangers. I hated their girlfriends. <laughs> Quadruple exclamation. I wanted, click through, Balky all to myself. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, damn. Somebody was wanting down on that me post. I bet Bosom Buddies doesn't hold up either. Mm, oh. That's the Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari vehicle where they pretend to be women so they can live in a building. <laughs> did they get married in the same episode? I think they got married. They got married to the I gotta girl. say, if I get married again, I'm getting that Balky outfit. That's pretty sweet. He it, right in it, it looks like a matador. Fighter. Yeah. Right. It's the traditional suit of Man, Meepos. this this took a real left turn. Oh, oh god. <laughs> how did we even talk about Meepos? Uh, uh I don't know how we got here. <laughs> 
where we really are is Autobot headquarters. I, I no, I we're still on Cybertron. Are we? Yeah. They're talking about, there's, there's the laser disc. Yeah, All right. The laser disc that they're watching is detailing the whole slave thing. How mm-hmm. how how did the Decepticons do it? Well, there's a little fucking chip in all these hypno guys. chip behind the dude's ear. Yeah, and that's and that's it. That's all we know about that. Now we go to Earth. Mm-hmm. If you want the ultimate, you've got to be willing oh, to pay God. the <laughs> ultimate price. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. The Autobots are surfing this break hard. They mu- those those surfboards are powered. Are they? They must be, because he talks about later accelerating on them. And also, <laughs> you can't, this just isn't possible without powered surfboards. I mean... Uh, Why surfboard? Because Prime says... Autobots maintain speed and sail on. Which is a nautical equivalent, I guess, of like transform and roll out. I'm glad you paused it here at 6:03, where Blue Streak comes through, freaking out, <laughs> surfs past everybody else. It it it's a weird sequence, uh, among many weird sequences. In in a whole episode full of weird sequences, this is Prime is there. Prime is picking up something on his early warning scanner. Ironhide validates that it, whatever this is, it's the size of a mountain, and it's coming up right behind them. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking tidal wave, guys. And and like Miller's planet, of course, in the movie we all love called Il- Interstellar, it's as if the planet is rotating under you, and the fixed wave is just slamming into you. But Prime has an idea. Stay calm and stay ahead of the wave. Use its power to drive them right into the Decepticons' camp. Why would he say that if these surfboards were powered? But he also, right before that, says maintain speed. You can't maintain speed unless you are in control of the speed. Maybe Maybe what he's saying is find the spot in the ocean that allows you to maintain that speed. I mean... You could fall off. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you don't maintain speed, you will fall yeah. off. You got to ride that wave. Uh-huh. Ride the snake. <laughs> ride the snake. Or pay the ultimate price. Speaking of Decepticon camp, guess what, assholes? We're at a, <laughs> we're at a power station. <laughs> However, um, this one has been built by Dr. Arkville himself and by his slaves for the Decepticons. And they call it a sea funnel. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. And I, the, it's and pretty cool. The idea is they will harness the power of the tidal wave to create thousands, they say, yes. thousands of energon cubes. Megatron is concerned that a second generator has yet to be installed. However, Doc Ark is he's con- he's concerned about oh. the fact that Megatron wants it installed so quickly. Another move by Rumble. Yeah, another Rumble. dick move by Rumble for no reason. Just trips this guy carrying some girders. It's like a jock at school, man. Yeah, it's at what six forty nine, and he just trips this guy who is first of all a slave, and second of all helping you. So what is he's just being sadistic? It's true, and I think it has to do with him being among the smallest of Decepticons. He probably gets picked on he has himself. A short man complex. He's a problem. It's. It, I think it's a little bit. He's a bully because he's been bullied. You know what he needs? What? Scientology. Oh. Ugh, nobody needs that. Megatron is is like, we need to get that that uh, other generator going. But Doc Ark is very concerned that the structure is not done, and this incoming wave, 
is going to drown his slaves. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's actually some weird shit going on here. So <laughs> if that's the case, why isn't he just evacuating the site right now anyway? That wave is coming right now, and they know it. <laughs> Great point. Megatron commands Starscream to finish installing the generator. Again, Dr. Arkville is concerned that installing the generator is going to create a situation which the slaves are caught in the tidal wave. Megatron orders the doctor to avoid contact with Starscream. Yeah, it's like, don't talk to my boyfriend. <laughs> it's really weird. But also, we just kind of glossed over the fact they've built a starship. Yeah. They built a big cargo star- cruiser. That looks exactly like their starship that's under the water. It's pretty very Well, I mean, you go with the design, you know. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why did he say don't talk to Starscream? I don't know. Like I said, it just seemed like a weird jealousy line. <laughs> it's very strange. Megatron just throws the turbine. Which maybe you shouldn't do. At Starscream. That <laughs> seems like a delicate instrument. Get this done. It's one of the a case of sometimes you shouldn't tell people not to do things because then it automatically <laughs> makes them want to do that thing because as soon as he says don't talk to Starscream he's like mm, maybe I'll talk to Starscream <laughs> maybe he would make a reasonable ally alright the waves are whoa <laughs> which spo- sorry my headphones fell the fuck off my head which also I got so excited because I'm like spoilers this tight team up goes nowhere and then I'm glad you paused it here at 7 minutes and 44 seconds where Megatron is pointing I believe at Dr. Arkville at this point but there's a these three episodes are super Megatron pointing heavy like he's pointing at everybody all the time yeah I feel like that Megatron just is a pointer. It's true. Ryan, I just realized your shirt's untucked, and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> yeah. I, you uh, never untuck your shirt. You don't tuck in short sleeve shirts, unless oh. you're Homer Simpson. I have tucked in short sleeve shirts. Because <laughs> you're a buffoon. <laughs> have, you, have you ever worn a tie with a short sleeve shirt? No, man. No. I'm not an insane person. <laughs> I'm surprised you wear short sleeve shirts. I'm surprised you don't have some sort of Amish thing against <laughs> it. Right. You Quaker. <laughs> You're a real Pennsylvania douche. <laughs> I've got, I got plenty of short sleeve shirts. I just don't usually wear them. I mean, I prefer long sleeve, but you know, sometimes, sometimes the office is hot. <laughs> well, I'm glad they let you wear those short sleeves. Let you wear them in the office. It must have been casual Friday. <laughs> Actually, I usually do wear a shirt and tie on Friday, not for any reason other than it just seems to happen that way. Do you dress up the way you dress when I see you at the office? Yeah. So are you known as a bit of a dandy at the office? I don't know. Nobody really mentions it, but maybe. (laughs) The way Ryan portrays his work is no one talks to him. No, they know. They know not to. Don't talk. Oh, that brings it full circle. It's like don't talk to him. <laughs> don't talk. Don't talk to him. The thing that's weird about that is dressing in that way, when nobody else dresses that way, is atten- It feels like attention-seeking behavior. Yeah. But yet you don't really want the attention. Mm, but what you want I is people. He does. No, he, I don't. He wants. The I just attention. like dress. I dress the way he I like wa- to dress. He wants the attention. He but he doesn't want to talk to people. Right. I, I don't want the attention, nor do I wish to speak to people. Hmm. I'm not dressing for other people. <laughs> you lunatic. I, I dress for other people. I do. It just depends on the situation. Also, I, I'm dressed for you guys right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> Columbia <laughs> College <laughs> Chicago dad shirt. <laughs> I want you guys to know I'm proud of my daughter. <laughs> I um I also uh, basically have my ear my like earbuds in all the time, so that also helps people not to talk to me. That's another weird thing that you wear earbuds all the time, which looks ludicrous in combination with your really nice suits. I gotta listen to my auto my my audiobooks and gotcha. my podcasts. All right, what do you listen to right now? Uh, I just finished re-listening to Brandon Sanderson's Warbreaker, which is an excellent fantasy book. Okay, it's fantasy. I didn't think you liked fantasy. I usually don't, but I love Brandon Sanderson. I celebrate his entire catalog. We'll come back to this at the end of the episode. The the wave is coming in. It hits the turbines. <laughs> Can they handle it? <laughs> I... I, I don't think they do a good job of handling it, but Megatron at first is magnificent, stupendous energy by the Astroliter. The Autobots at this point, and, and what we see on screen is a lot of Energon cubes mm-hmm. being filled up. The Energon, uh, or the Autobots rather, they're approaching Megatron's new energy collector. They're riding the wave. They didn't in. think that maybe we need to stop or slow down. Yeah. Prime is just like brace for impact. Yeah, brace for impact. And then we go to commercial. So they're trying to build up some kind of tension about the fact that the Autobots might die here, I guess. I, it's, the whole pacing on this entire thing is very strange. And like, they feel like there are no stakes until the very end. And like, hey, guess what? I have a real fucking problem with the end. <laughs> well, we come back from commercial and we find that <laughs> any worries we might have had are relatively inconsequential. Yes. Everybody's Instantly. fine. Everybody's fine, and they're very ready to fight. This is the part where, they, so everything gets flooded. Uh, the, they crash through the, the wall. Whole, the fucking funnel couldn't take it, and um, there are all at these, least not couldn't take the Autobots crashing. Through. Sure, uh, but then there are all these humans that are like swimming in the water, and like Doctor Archibald's slaves are drowning and shit, and just like he was worried about. Exactly the exact same. The exact thing he thought was going to happen was going to happen. Megatron bugs out, and the, so the, the humans that are floating in the water, Aaron, and we talked about this earlier, but it really reminded me of the game Populous on Super Nintendo. Oh, go yeah. on. Uh, well, it was a game that you played. It was one of the first games where you basically played a god, and you built a world, like a civilization, up from the ground up, and you played against an evil god, quote-unquote, and there were parts where... The, I they, think you could be the evil god, or opposing yeah, god. Yeah, but just opposing god, I guess I should say. But yeah, then, but you could cause natural disasters, or the, the uh, opponent could cause natural disasters, and some of them were earthquakes that like sunk your island, and then you had all your followers just drowning, and you had to raise the earth really quickly. The, the land really quickly into a mountain to save them mm-hmm. but that's exact it just brought me back there because you could drown people by lowering lowering the ground yeah the ground and and into the water and i had it took me forever to find the name of that game because i know it as the oh yeah game because that is yeah. a sound bite in the game which i'll drop in but i can't remember why would it Make that sound effect. Um, don't have any recollection of why I that like, happened. You had to establish a sort of religious site of some sort, and mm-hmm. I think when that happened, like a shrine, yeah, it would go. Aah. And then I don't remember the yeah, and, and the I think kabo- we just combined I don't remember the kaboosh either. <laughs> yeah, but I think every now and again, when you were lucky, you would get you would do whatever sequence of events that would trigger all, all three, three of those to audio sequences. Yes, yes. I love that game. Oh, I have man. that game. There'll be a 
black mirror time in the future when we'll all of our memories will just be on a hard drive and we can access not we but our <laughs> kids our kids memories will all just be on a hard drive i'm gonna have accessible. kids we as in caleb <laughs> the only one with biological children bro cells bro cells <laughs> where we record your memories into a hard drive for you to access at any point in time in the future and relive all of your you personal would. failures time and time again oh, and hate God. yourself and probably end your life but then you can upload your soul to another hard drive and keep living forever that's a b-side <laughs> <laughs> all right dr arkville he's he, hanging from a fucking spire yeah, and he <laughs> is dozens of feet over the ocean. He's screaming for Megatron's help, but as we saw in the scene right before this, Megatron has left. He's, mm-hmm. he's gotten in a ship, and he has, as Ryan boldly said, bugged out. Only Starscream is there to help him. <laughs> Comes out of the water like Jaws. <laughs> Turns out Megatron's through with Dr. Arkville, but Starscream isn't. Off they go. Yeah. I think... That this scene and the scene we're about to see of Megatron and the ship has been flipped. I think that the intention of the show was to show the Megatron scene first. We're losing Caleb. He's got one eyeball closed. He has seven feet from the microphone. He has one. He has one full eyeball closed. We see Megatron in the ship. He believes Starscream is prepping for the next tidal wave back at the sea funnel. And I don't know why he would think that because he just saw the sea funnel destroyed. Megatron mm, also I makes didn't even clear, catch that. Megatron also makes clear that he is washing his hands of Doctor Arkaville at this point. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Come to think of it, actually. Here, we'll just, so, but also, wouldn't that mean he should have taken off before the funnel was destroyed? Maybe. But what? But also, yeah, I don't know why he would do that. But he's saying Megatron come back, so that would indicate he would. That sting, that I thought an air horn was going off (laughs) when I first heard that. No, I think it's in order. No, I think it's in order because the, basically they're just saying he's going to prepare for the next tidal wave, which implies they've already had the first tidal wave, which they did, and he had to be there to get the energy. So he saw the tidal wave come, and I think it's in the perfect right order. But why would they think they're going to be collecting... Oh, this is a different issue. Why would they think they're going to be collecting energy when A, it was just damaged, and B, the Autobots are still fucking there? Uh, I think the implication is Starscream's there to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> But Starscream was under the water. He came up from under the water to grab Dr. Arkaville and was just it's like, just, we're, we're done here. It's just not good, I think. It just seems, from a storytelling standpoint, you would have Megatron say, I'm done with Dr. Arkaville, then show the scene that shows the results of that, rather than showing the scene, the results of that, and then hearing Megatron say it. But more research needs to be done on this. Definitely less. <laughs> I, I didn't like this episode. <laughs> Wheeljack and the boys are 
Uh, they're reporting back to Optimus Prime. They haven't rescued Sparkplug, but they have figured out how the Decepticons have taken over the minds of the humans. And they're going to field test it soon when they try to rescue Sparkplug again. <laughs> it basically builds a fog machine. Yeah, it looks awesome. We're going to spooky them to death. I have a Masterpiece Wheeljack, but my version of him did not come with that toy. They released another version oh, of the really? toy later that came with that. I'm so fucking mad about it. I bet you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're right. <laughs> Spike, he gets, a, you know, he's antsy. He wants to get his father back. So he's, you know, he's sneaking around the Decepticon base and he's running to go and try and, and find spark plug but guess what we got them some luminous this is knockers. Some very a- anime running that spike is doing too yeah and yes shockwave has glowing tits yeah just like prime in the first episode nice that means he must be horny it, it does it <laughs> horny for murder <laughs> I, none of any of that tracks Okay. <laughs> why am I the sexual diva I don't in the know. last couple episodes this is out of character all that wassail. <laughs> All that creamy egg up in there. Is there oh, some more of that? Let's oh, creamy rip. egg. No. That's the worst stripper name. <laughs> Ryan, we call them sex workers. Yes, it's, it's, yes. Dance sex worker, yes. Dance sex worker. Dance sex worker. <laughs> Dance sex worker. That didn't that didn't try that didn't work out right. <laughs> Spike is captured. Mm-hmm. Shockwave and Sparkplug tell Spike to reveal the location of the Autobot. Spike isn't giving up the information. Shockwave, he's going to go ahead and <laughs> command Sparkplug to murder his own goddamn son with the Equalizer's pistol. The Equalizer. Jesus Christ, that's a deep cut. <laughs> he had like a pistol with a silencer. Any, oh, that's just a, like a pretty obscure 80s show. Yeah. I like Glad it. You got it. Yep. I would. Okay. So, so this has been actually a plan of the of the Autobots to have like I don't know. I guess he was a distraction for no good reason. And then so Wheeljack shows up with his fog machine, mm-hmm. does the audio inhibitor thing, and and brings Sparkplug around. I would have liked it. Sparkplug lowers his arm with a gun. I would have liked it if like. The, the hip, like to, in part of him coming out of it, there was a spasm where he just shot Spike in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you would have liked that, huh? Yeah, I would have loved it. <laughs> we just get to see Spike's brains splatter. Oh out. man, I just shot Spike in the face. <laughs> they got to call the wolf. This isn't dead Spike storage. <laughs> Ooh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody felt good about that for no, some reason. Well, I, do- we I don't. Real- I don't understand why. <laughs> it's not, who can say? Not any of us, that's for sure. I'll tell you who can say Tarantino in every movie all the time. <laughs> Wheeljack and the gang, however, they, they so they show up at, just in time to keep Sparkflow from murdering his son. And th- there's the new device that Ryan mentioned. Uh, everybody's fine. Sparkplug's back to normal. We embrace, but there's not much time for reunions here. We have got to get the fuck out of here, and the bots provide cover as the humans race out. There's more external turrets that pin the Autobots down, but Skyfire takes those turrets out and swoops in to save them. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah? No, all this is good. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the... I have Spark plug. <clears throat> Spark plug is appreciative that everyone has done uh, what they could to come and save them. Because you never quit on the lo- ones, 
Because you never quit on the ones that you love. Again, I think you totally could. <laughs> like the second time they steal your credit card information, you can quit on them. What about whenever you see them standing in the rain? Is, is this a Say Anything reference? No, it's a reference to the song, I Saw You Standing in the Rain. So a musical one, you're looking at me as if I'm going to know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's the kind of song I thought you'd know because of its wildness and its 80s-ness. I'll play it at the end. We'll use it as outro music. <laughs> Very cute. Mushy but true, what uh, Spike said. Dad, it's like you taught me. You never quit on the people you love. Two-thirds of the Autopod Decepticast feel that that's true. The Decepticon jet lands in the jungle. Human slaves are loading all kinds of cubes up into that jet. This will be the final shipment to Cybertron. Here's my problem, too, that just like two minutes ago we talked about for a while. Megatron says, I want the slaves to work faster. Where's Dr. Arkville? Yeah. Who he was just done with? I thought you were done with Dr. Arkville. Mm -hmm. I also like how the weather... Is through really most calm. of the episode, yeah, mm-hmm. it's usually Armageddon level terror, and then sometimes just a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, and and also never. I, how did the humans get to this ship? Did he just ditch great the scene question? Alone? They weren't they weren't in that cargo shuttle. Not as far as I could tell. Also, where the hell is the Energon that they're loading up coming from? Man, this is just like falling apart. <laughs> And the real question is, how the Autobots even know they were here? Because <laughs> that's what we see now, is that the Autobots, out of nowhere, hiding behind uh, some fucking palms in the jungle here, and Cliffjumper wants to brashly attack, but Prime tells him they can't because they may hurt the humans. Somebody tell Blue Streak yeah. and everybody else who's ever shot at a human to try and stop a Decepticon before. But Mirage has a plan. He turns invisible. He turns black and white. <laughs> he turns black and white. And then invisible, then walks towards the humans. Megatron is getting antsy. Work faster, slaves. <laughs> he likes to say slaves as well. A lot of strange moments here. Megatron inquires where Dr. Arkville is, yeah. as you just said. We overhear, or rather, he overhears Starscream plotting this... about 10 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> Which also Starscream met up with him again? Yeah, what Starscream has done is he's hooked. Dr. Arkville so silly. to some kind of machine <laughs> to drain Doc Ark's mind energy. This blew my mind because, okay, the plan is he's hooked Dr. Arkville up to a machine and then he's complaining. He's trying to drain Dr. Arkville's mind power uh-huh. to make energon cubes. And he thinks he can do that at the same scale that capturing lightning bolts or <laughs> using or a, ocean waves. A tsunami. Or, <laughs> right. Why the shit did you think that would work? <laughs> yeah, that was a really... And why are you mad about it? it, it that, yeah, it was a really stupid idea. He's never going to take control of the Decepticons. But also, it's such a weird one-off of like, it's the, literally like a minute in the show, and it's just it goes nowhere. It means nothing. Yeah. And then they're... they're you think they're going to team up. But they don't. But it turns out no Starscream is just going to try to squeeze his brain for some energy. <laughs> Maybe it was because he's smart. He thinks he has a lot of brain juice. I don't know. None of that makes any sense. You could take all the slaves that they have, hook them up to a machine, <laughs> yes. and not get any brain juice. All right. Starscream could have done this. 
right by the power plant where they just were, mm -hmm. which is where he was supposed to be <laughs> anyway, because Megatron said he was there to capture the next wave. But Mega, but Starscream instead decided to fly Doctor Arkville. 10 feet away from where Megatron is standing and then plot his crazy scheme to get all the energy. I guess who, who overhears this and immediately <laughs> kicks the shit out of Starscream. Uh, that's Megatron. But before he uh, terminates Starscream, we go to commercial. Christ. Oh, God. You know what we could do? We could When we go to commercial, we could start reviewing little toy commercials or just watching a toy commercial and reacting. I, I would want to review it. Caleb talked about I, that a little. I started that. I covered a couple of commercials, but then I stopped doing it. I could, I, but it's not a bad idea because some of those commercials are wacky. Like we did a He-Man one. Yes, oh. I remember that. Yeah. That was fun. You, did you, you picked up your He-Man, didn't you? You left it here. Oh, I did leave it here. Maybe <laughs> I, may, that means I must have put it somewhere if you don't remember getting it. No, I don't remember getting it. Well, my He-Man now. <laughs> asshole. Just as Megatron is about to splatter Starscream, there is a uh, an emergency. Megatron, Skywarp here, <laughs> calling you to say that the slaves are malfunctioning. They're carrying Energon cubes off the ship. D did Doc Arkville betray him? No, it's just Mirage. Mm -hmm. And although it is not clear at all what Mirage has done to divert the human's pathway. No. So, uh, maybe something to do with the fog machine, but he's not carrying it, so I don't even know. They haven't even unleashed the fog machine. Wheeljack and those guys aren't even on the planet yet. Oh, God, look, you're right. These look guys at, are still slaves. Look at Megatron's face. We feel the same way. He's mm -hmm. just like, what? <laughs> he doesn't understand either. I don't know. I don't get what Meg... All we see is that the slaves are now... Some of them are... It's like they're going into the ship. Maybe Mirage just turned them all out of the like ship. 90 degrees. Oh, he's just standing there or 180 by, degrees. by hand, yes. flipping them <laughs> in the... Op That's the only explanation. <laughs> but Mirage does what we've seen him do in other episodes, which is uh, as soon as he's had a little minor victory, he reveals himself mm -hmm. while... Like he, a real douche. <laughs> while he's in the thick of danger... Standing in, he's still standing in the cargo bay area of the Decepticon yeah. shuttle, right. and this gets fucking straight up shot in the back by a rumble. <laughs> yes, yes. If I was Mirage, I would just be invisible all the time, just checking out like titties. a creep. No, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I think everything's coincided. <laughs> yep. There is a, okay. So right here at like seventeen oh two, Prowl says we're outnumbered, but they are not uh -uh. at all. No. It, they're at least evenly matched. If, if not, not <laughs> yes, yeah. if they do, if not outnumbering the Decepticons. Yeah, yeah. We get into a battle here, a, a full-on battle sequence. Megatron says, "A fool's ploy, Prime." <laughs> <laughs> and, but it's a fairly standard battle. Prime says, <laughs> "Hang on a minute. Here. <laughs> I just want to play this line. Let me find it." You're not pushing slaves around this time. You're not pushing slaves around this. I, I <laughs> Why did that tickle you? I don't know. It's just weird to hear it, everybody talking about slaves. slaves. <laughs> it, did, it did strike me as odd because he should, because Optimus really in that situation said, you're not pushing people around or whatever. Right. But he's acknowledging that they're <laughs> slaves. Hey, you need, hey, stop pushing slaves around. I mean, that's like. 
that's what you do with slaves. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the whole deal. Uh, anyway, it's a weird. If, it's a very the, weird line. The whole, the whole episode, we've just realized that Optimus has a completely weird, wrong perception about slaves. <laughs> it's just so weird to hear the word like, slaves at, so much. What if after their yeah. breed, he still says, "Unfortunately, these, this is these are my these slaves are my friends," or <laughs> like. <laughs> Like he just thinks it's the name of a group of people. Like you slaves are free now. Here's the thing. There's nothing weird or non PC about the word slaves. It's just a word that means what a person is or what has happened to a person in terms of being enslaved. But it feels so weird to hear it so much. Yeah, (laughs) totally, totally. And uh, I mean, it also like, I mean, it's a real like because it brings up so many thoughts in your mind when you hear the word slave. Of like, then you just think about American slavery and like slavery throughout history. But I'm just, I, I'm expecting Optimus like say like sometime in the future after it's over with, like he runs into Spark Plug, and he says Spark Plug. How are the slaves doing? <laughs> uh, they're not slaves anymore. <laughs> what? I don't think you know what slaves are. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, 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 we're. like you said, Ryan, Prowl said that they were outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Don't think they are. He suggests a retreat for regrouping. He believes they need reinforcements. It doesn't matter if we're right or wrong because Skyfire, Wheeljack, and the mm-hmm. gang are back. Skyfire baby. is a huge value add for the Autobots, and it's unfortunate because I think we're about to not see him be in episodes anymore because of the legal issues. Like he just goes away. I think there's a few more. I know. I think there's I a few think more. There's an animation. Or I don't. It's not an animation error. There is a, a scene where he lands in robot mode and then opens up a panel <laughs> on his dick and everybody comes out of it. We're looking at the scene where Wheeljack has just brought his... It's uh, Independence Day! <laughs> he says it's Independence Day. I like that line. I thought oh, it was hell good. no! <laughs> <laughs> I thought it... Is that your Will Smith? <laughs> I thought it was good. I like that line. It made, it made I, me happy. I can't... I mentioned this to you guys earlier, but... The slaves that drop the Energon keys yes. are free. These are not your typical slaves <laughs> no. that you've been seeing. They're not your union workers. Well, yeah, we've strange been strange see- looking people. And one in particular, <laughs> something is wrong with this slave. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a mouth or a mustache? <laughs> it's a whole mouth. It's a mouth. Okay. Hang so, on, oh, we're definitely going to take a screen, screen grab of this. Uh, but like, it's weird. this dude, he looks like He's a like- human version of the Grimace combined with Where's Waldo. Mm-hmm. What's wrong That's with a this? Mouth. What the fuck? He has this mouth like a Muppet. Like, it's like, uh, like if you take lip, like a child who takes lipstick and covers their entire mouth with it, it makes no that's sense. what it looks like. It looks like. It makes no sense. It looks like a Sambo drawing that yes. they decided to make white. Yes. Also, if it's you'll notice, before odd. he drops that Energon Cube, the Energon Cube makes his torso see-through. You can see the jungle behind it. If you like look at it when he's holding it in his like his chest, that's as if the bo- as if his body doesn't exist. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I wonder- What's going on? Look at that. What's going on? Yeah. It's yeah. These look like his characters from another weird. show. <laughs> 
Yeah, so what we're getting at here is that it, previously all the slaves have been wearing the same outfit, which is a, a rendition of the spark plug outfit, which is a rendition of the rig workers outfit. All They've all been outfit. dressed like roughnecks, but they're, they're not all roughnecks. They just all happen to be wearing the same outfit. Now they all look like college kids. Mm-hmm. They're wearing polos and various button-ups and T-shirts. This person, in the, this dude in the foreground is a Zoftig gentleman who is wearing a striped blue shirt and khakis, but has like these weird... He has John Lennon glasses, and like I said, like he has a clown mouth. I thought it was, a, anyway, was supposed to be a goatee for a those second. Are now fr- no those way. are now free slaves. <laughs> yes. They, the slaves are free, and we've seen hundreds of slaves working for these guys, but right now it's only five of them yeah. that, are, that are running away. Megatron... He flips into gun mode and, and fires himself. Fires his goddamn self. Although uh, that shouldn't be surprising. I mean, he does do it in the intro. He should never have anybody hold him if he doesn't need it. Sometimes you like to be held. Yeah, that's true. I'm just trying <laughs> on that one. Rumble busts out some earthquake skills right behind Bumblebee. Bumblebee Tarzan swings out of the way, then swings back towards Bumble, kicking him in his own trench. Mm-hmm. That happened. Then comes time for Megatron and Prime. To settle things, you're gonna get you're gonna get some of that classic Prime Megatron banter. Yes, Meg, Megatron points out that Prime ha- has bigger problems, Cybertron, and all the shitty Earth weather that comes with it. That's gonna that's coming right around the corner here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Prime says that tidal wave will destroy human life across the face of the globe. It won't do us any good either. Which is not possible. <laughs> I don't think Optimus is very intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> That's blasphemy, Caleb. I'm concerned about all of these slaves. <laughs> Prime reminds Megatron that it's that it's his problem uh, as well, but it really isn't. Megatron ditches his team. Megatron takes the fuck off in his Starscream. Or his Starscream in his Starship, rather, and his team follows. Mm-hmm. A wave is cresting that is destined to kill all of humankind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we get some more uh, Witwicky super strength where Spike picks up Prime's rifle. Mm-hmm. The team deduces that an explosion equivalent to 10 oh, billion God. astroliters of energy is what's going to be needed to uh, quell this wave and get, and get really, it's about getting Cybertron out of Earth's orbit yes. and saving the Earth. That just happens to be exactly the Energon Cube equivalent in Megatron's ship. So they just shoot at it. They fire away. Yeah, they Megatron, or Spike loves to fire Autobot's guns. He, he had, uh, it is weird because like early on. well that's the whole thing is like Spike just shoots the gun and then Prowl starts shooting also mm-hmm. and then everybody just starts shooting and I'm like yeah. I guess that's the plan I hate this part that's all that's all you got to do the team fires away Megatron's ship is destroyed for a moment <sighs> all the horrors of Earth are seeming to kick back up but as Cybertron comically moves out of Earth it is orbit, fucking booking it everything calms down. Oh shucks, I was hoping to try out my boogie board. Okay. I'm not going to go into the science of this to, because I'm so tired of like uh, but like that's certainly not first of all 
equal and opposite reaction. If you're pushing Cybertron away, the same thing would happen to the Earth. You'd push the Earth out of orbit. Also, it makes the tidal wave stop, which is not how tidal waves work at all. I hated this episode. Just because of the physics or all the dubious story holes? The end didn't help anything. It made me angry. (laughs) Because you're the physics guy. It's just so ridiculous. It's so lazy. Well, let's close this out. It it's all over it's it's in fact it's a pretty good day indeed <laughs> you got your dad back cybertron's gone the earth is safe megatron is finished but we go into space we see i i the wreckage of megatron's ship mm-hmm. he floats he's still functioning ready to be avenged i did like that part i will say because it was very movie like like yes. him floating in space and damaged mm-hmm. like that now, it reminded me of the movie has there been, ever been any discussion? Does this mean now that Cybertron is closer to Earth than it used to be? Great question. I haven't watched ahead. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean it, it, by definition, yeah. yeah it has like, to be. It's, now it's like almost like it's Mars. Or closer. It's whatever. I would think that it would be a lot easier to get to now moving forward. You're right, because there's no space bridge that they pushed it back through or anything. Right. No, they exploded it away. It didn't come from. It's. It's. Didn't it come from another galaxy? That's what it says well, in some bridge. of the materials. But yeah, mm-hmm. not through anymore. the space bridge. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Whether it was in this galaxy or another one, it was. Yeah, it was pulled in through the space bridge. Yep. And so now it's in the solar system. So it's definitely. <clears throat> that would have what kind of re- repercussions could that have? It would have significant ones, like, just because it's, I mean, if it's enough to affect the gravity, like, to affect the planet Earth like that, I mean, depending on what happens to it, but it's certainly now not going to, I mean, I don't even, I'm so tired of even thinking about it, but, like, uh, it would obviously have gravitational problems for anything it passes near. What if they had brought it in through a space bridge hole in about the distance away that Mars is. What would that have had an impact? How would that have impacted? Probably only Mars. I mean, it would impact Mars. Sure. But so that, that, that size, that mass of a new thing being brought into our solar system wouldn't, Impactor. Let me put it this way. If you, okay, so they did have a question about this of like in some of the materials of having Cybertron be like rocket powered and it would be on the opposite side of the, of the, of the sun from Earth. That actually would pretty much work. Like you'd still have a, it would still cause some turbulence with the, the, the planets, but not enough because of the gravity of the sun is so great that if you're on opposite sides and, and revolving around the sun at the same speed, that, would I don't have a problem with that. That would that's not that, that would probably work. Okay. But that's not what happened. No. Nah. <laughs> All right, this episode's over. Hey, what a, fucking Hey everybody. God. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> I think it's time to join us in the real world. All right, Ultimate Doom Part 3 aired November 17th, 1984 in the American Top 40. It was Wham's Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Oh. We actually talked about uh, this before because since we talked, yeah. to, uh, since this aired out of order, we tend to jump back and forth. And this was actually their first week at number one was uh, was uh, November seventeenth. Was this Wham's first big hit, or did they have hits before this? I think they had hits before. I can't answer that question. When did the song was "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" before or after "All That She Wants"? 
All That She Wants is a better song. All that I can song, think of All That She Wants, wants is <laughs> I'm gonna Ace say, of Base I'm song. I'm going to say that All That She Wants was first. Uh, was first. Probably. Um, it's a little more subtle. It's a little less 80s crazy in your face. Number one at the movies was Missing in Action, starring Mr. Chuck Norris. Oh, wow. And I never saw this one, but basically it's a pre- it's it's a, a pre-ripoff of Rambo First Blood, part two. Huh. Uh, the concept was based on a treatment written by James Cameron in 1983 for Rambo. Uh, Cannon produced and released the first two missing, missing in action films two months before Rambo First Blood Part 2 came out in order to avoid copyright violation because the, basically they stole the idea. Did he get paid on both movies? Did James Cameron write First Blood Part 2? Uh, I don't know if the what became that movie, but he did a tr- like he wrote the original like sequel to it. I, okay. I don't know if that was what became Rambo First Blood Part Two. Um, the plot is Colonel Braddock, who escaped from a Vietnamese prisoner of war camp ten years earlier, returns to Vietnam to find American soldiers listed as missing in action during the Vietnam War. The film was followed by a prequel. Missing in Action 2, The Beginning, in 1985, and a sequel, Braddock, Missing in Action 3, in 1988. Chuck Norris, in addition to Charles Bronson, was one of Cannon's biggest stars of the 80s. On a budget of $2 million, this film made $23 million at the box office, so it was wow. a huge hit for Cannon. good. A little bit of just some quick trivia. In November of 1984, Bobby Sue Turrell, a woman with a history of self-harm and mental illness, became a night supervisor, registered nurse at North Horizon Health Care Center in Florida, where she became an angel of death and murdered 12 elderly patients in less than two weeks by injection and asphyxiation. Fun fact about Ms. Terrell, the move to Florida was precipitated by an event where she lost her nursing job for exhibiting odd behavior, including stabbing herself in the vagina with a pair of scissors because she was frustrated at her inability to bear children. She was convicted of four murders and sentenced to 60 years of imprisonment and died there in 2007, the same year that Michael Bay's Transformers movies came out. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. That was a ride. Damn. Whoa. Uh, I'll give you some credit. That comes from a book called Serial Killer Trivia by (laughs) Michelle Kaminsky. Good Lord. That was a... Wicked ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caleb, it looked like you were doing the research. What came out first? All well, That She Wants the, uh, or Wake Me Up Before You so Go-Go? the song I was thinking about was called um, Bad Boys. Oh. Bad Boys. You know. Mm-hmm. That's a good that was 83. Too. I actually think that those other songs, uh, Wake Me Up and, all, and uh, all, she, all That She Wants or whatever it's called, those came out at the same time, essentially, on the same album in 1985. Oh, really? Uh, well, yeah. it couldn't have been 85. Oh. I, am I th- At the end of 1985. I was wondering why you keep saying that, because that, all I was thinking was song? Ace of so Base. Here's the, th- here's the thing. It, at the end of 85, the U.S. Billboard charts listed Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go as the number three song, and Careless Whisper as the number one song. Everything She Wants is the name of the song you're talking about. Sorry. Yes. So th- it would appear then that Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go then somehow surged into number one during that period of time. Was the album called Make It Big? Yes. Okay, Make It Big, you're right. It, it is on the same album. Okay. <sighs> I do This is like, like a live thing. All right, well, I thought that was going to be more exciting than it is. Do you like this song, Ryan? No, I do not like this song. Do you like the Eddie Murphy song Party All the Time? Yes. Why don't you like... Everything she wants. Does it matter? 
Does I just don't think it's just not interesting. It's just it's too slow. I think. Anyway, everything she wants is better. <laughs> Jitterbug. Great. It just is. <laughs> I don't care. That's gonna be our new outro. Maybe maybe it's time to visit our <laughs> friends from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> We can. I am the ghost of the iconic <laughs> You know, I will say, I do love the first minutes of this episode where the Autobots are fighting on Cybertron. That whole sequence where they break out is, is like, and then it's with Skyfire coming through the wall. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. That, and it, it yeah. just goes downhill from there. Yeah. It's a strong episode up front. Yeah. It's front and it, loaded. It get, this episode and this miniseries gets worse the longer it goes on. Mm-hmm. The animation was better at the start of the episode Definitely. as well. All those images of Shockwave, like shot from underneath, and just good. Uh, such a great, well-designed character. And mm-hmm. it feels like they didn't waste a single drawing of him. Yeah. He looks good. He's, yeah. He's fun to draw, I'm sure. Yeah. We got them LED bosoms. Yeah. Wipeout. <laughs> I think we're out of segments. Do we have anything well, else? Well, we do script deviations, but there aren't any. Oh. There are no script deviations. At least, like, this, I kind of was, by the time I finished watching this and doing the research, I was kind of sick of this episode. Yeah. So I skimmed it. <laughs> I skimmed the script, but I didn't see anything interesting or different. I must have been sick of everything, too, because I didn't do a next episode segment. <laughs> wow. We did not like this ending. <laughs> also, I had to do this all very, like, last sure. night. And yeah, me too. Really late. <laughs> and is, it's okay. Just haven't had time. Guys. Listeners, we've we've been doing this now for a few hours. We're we're tired. We're okay. low energy at the end of this. <laughs> the time is twelve forty AM. The date is December the seventh. Oh, Pearl Harbor Day. Yeah, Pearl Harbor Day. What time what time did the attack take place? In the morning. It was early morning. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, what were you doing? Where were you? But it was Hawaii, so it would have been like late night for the That's states. True. I wasn't doing anything. No? I wasn't doing shit. Or no, it would have been. It's opposite. Hawaii's to the west, so it would have been. Fucking, they, who cares? Yeah, late, they're it's early here. Yeah, it's later here. Yeah, it would have been. It been actually, it might have been. Evening it might have been or late afternoon. Or yeah, fucking what? It was. <laughs> it was like eight hours later. Yeah. Anyway, Pearl Harbor. It was like seventy-eight years ago, I think. A day that will live in infamy. Ik ben, I ben Bologna. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> We are just slap happy. Holy hey, shit. Everybody, uh, thank you, first of all, to all of our Patreons that support us. If you would like to be among our, our posse of Patreon pals, please join us at Autopod Decepticon. What? <laughs> you did so well with all those keywords. I know. And I, that, I don't even have that in the script. I think I you've was, used uh, up totally all your words the for the day. Patreon.com slash Autopod Decepticast. And. Please continue to listen. God, I just don't know. Just search for Autopod and Subdicast Patreon. You'll find it. Maybe. Please continue to listen on all of the platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, whatever your platform of choice is, it's likely that we're on there. Please leave us a like, a review, all the stars. That's what's preferred. Five, please. If you're British, sometimes you hold us to a higher standard. (laughs) Apparently. Whatever feels right. 
Follow us on all our social media. We got the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, all of them. A podcast. I don't know if that's a Bill Cosby impression. It I think it's sound a, just a me like tired an, impression. I, I, it, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, of course, our web presence, autopoddecepticast.com. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Have a happy new year. Yes. yes. Happy yes. holidays. Happy new year. See you in 2020. I hope the holidays have brought you all the joy. Hope everything good happens to you and nobody else. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, bye, bye. bye. This was a terrible... Delicious Chinese food after cursing out a Jimmy John's employee. I can't wait to tell Melody about that. Maybe. We might have that on tape. And Mike <laughs> Seibert was, he was w- witnessed that <laughs> meltdown. That should be an extra, probably. He, I, I, know, I know to him, from his perspective, what he saw was me just being a total dick to a Jimmy John's employee, which is true i did do that but he has none of the the prior story of how you called we placed an order the guy was a dick to you he put you on hold for five minutes then you hung up after being on the phone for five minutes he called you called back. he called me back oh he called you back to and, and questioned why i hung up on him right and then and then what did he say to you well i said i said well i didn't hear anything for a couple of minutes so i so i hung up and I, because I thought something's wrong, he goes, he goes, well, I did say hold, please. I did say hold, please. So he was like calling me out on why. That's not customer service. You say, it was fucked up. you say, uh, I'm sorry. I should have got back to you a little sooner because you don't keep people on hold I, for that long I didn't hear at a restaurant. From, I thought maybe he hung up or forgot about yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at these. Look at these glass. We're, okay. The drinks are appearing wow, in front of us. These. There are cinnamon sticks. But then, as that's okay, just to go on about this Jimmy John's thing for a half a second. Also, when you called, eventually he called you back. You get he was a little bit rude to you, and then he said, "We don't deliver out there," and I know they deliver out there, which is here because they do it all the time. So then I ordered through the app, and then it might be our fault that we didn't answer the door. But then when I called back. I called the driver and then he took the phone from the driver's hand and said, we deleted your order. You're going to have to order again online. Yeah. And I wasn't going to do that. So then we, so whose fault is this? Ours a little bit, Um, but that guy was a total dick. I don't think we're going to probably get Jimmy John's from them anymore. And I don't think we're going to get Jimmy John's as a sponsor either. Is the sponsor of Autopod Decepticast. Yes, 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 yes.